Hey, welcome back to the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Owen, sitting down with Chad Curry from CLC Landscaping. And Chad, I wanted to have you on because we have gotten a lot of input from guys on the maintenance side of the lawn care world, but I wanted to talk to you about hiring because you are a landscape projects guy. You do huge work. And so I wanted to get some of your insight into your hiring process and how you find great employees for the business. So thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Cody. I really appreciate it. And it's always, you know, it's always great to catch up as well. Um, yeah. I mean, you played a pretty, pretty big, big role originally with some of our marketing and stuff too. And so I, I'm glad to see, you know, you're still, you know, kicking it off strong. So yeah, man, I, I'll touch on, you know, my, again, I'll just be frank, like, like anybody, there's nothing that's easy. It just takes a lot of repetition, a lot of work, a lot of uh, just consistency, I think is the key. But for me, I think what we found was work, you know, what, what we found working the best is more of not even like how to get, I mean, granted, I can, and I'll touch on the point of like how I feel that we've been able to overcome some of the uh, strategies of like hiring somebody uh, that essentially the goal is we don't want to find somebody that is not working, right? We want people that have been working that are in a job that, um, and that's pretty, it's tough, right? And and now I think the difference between like maintenance and project and design build work is there's a little bit more money to be made. So there is what I call, you can consider it a career, even if you're a beginning guy, like the guy on the dirt, you know, boots on the ground. Lawn care is a little different in my opinion, right? Some people can make crowd. I, I personally, we, we have a whole different deal. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but with design build work, I think that I think ultimately you want it's the type of person, and so I think when we hire, we really focus on when we do find the people. We focus on you know the culture of our company, really, really trying to find guys that are a good fit. I don't really care that they have a ton of knowledge. I want to know that they're going to be they're they're driven, they're willing to listen, team player, they're a leader, you know, natural born leader, and that's pretty hard to find. But in terms of finding those guys, it's I mean, it's the same thing like everybody says, you know, in the Indeed and, and, and you know, Craigslist and this and that. But what I've found is people know people, right? And so yeah. if you, yeah, if you take care of your guys, the ones that are here, and you you do put in the effort to train and you put in the effort to, you know, make them know that they feel that they're important, they're going to tell the next guys. And then again, building that, building a company, they're going to treat your clients better. It's a revolving circle. Now your clients are, you're building more value than you can afford to pay the guys more. And then they, those guys tell more people. And then now you know, you're getting guys that are like, man, how do I work for CLC? Like, what, what does it take? And so I think that's like the, the, the long game. The short game is for us is going to be, I mean, if we're talking during, like actual marketing, like I think what we've found is really kind of like what you do, like, you know, the hyper-focused like neighborhoods for like, you know, for ads and stuff for like a service. We're kind of doing the same thing, except that like, yeah, you know, we know what church the the we know our particular person that we're looking to hire, and let's say they they're all in a certain church, right? Right. So we'll do an ad that's kind of focused and centered around okay, why should they come to work for us? It's kind of the grasp yeah. for them, but then we'll trigger that to like, hey, we're gonna hit it really hard on Sunday. We're gonna you know really blow that up, and we're gonna do like a geofence around that particular location and multiple locations throughout. So that's been kind of you know obviously I know you know better than I do. I can't take full credit for all of the. Uh, um, some of the Facebook stuff, but I know a little bit about it. And I know that it's, it's tough. You can't go and say, Hey, I want a 35 year old male, you know, for this job, obviously for discrimination reasons. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the idea is if you put it in the right spot, it's, it's a numbers game. It's an average game, right? You're going to have a hundred people that 
are your target person and you're going to have five that aren't, but those five that aren't, it doesn't really matter, right? You just don't want it to be the opposite. Yeah, so, I want to I want to weigh in real quickly on the Facebook yeah, side totally. of this because if you are trying to do any form of targeting with like a job posting ad on Facebook, it's going to not let you do anything basically. Yeah. So what Chad is talking about here where it's a like a careers type page that's like what is it like to work at CLC landscaping? Yeah. That is you can run that as a normal ad campaign. Go ahead. I said yeah, it's like why should I work there? Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. Like you said, yeah, it's not a job, right? Even though in reality, we're, that's what we're looking for. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's just what you have to do to be like carefully within the bounds of if you're specifically advertising a job, you you can't target the ad in any way for like, it's how Facebook remains compliant with like equal opportunity exactly. stuff. But you yeah. can- And you'll figure that specifically out target. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll go in to try to do it and they won't let you do anything. You'll yeah. be like, why did they send me here? Big red letters. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, because it sounds like you have figured out something that we have talked about on our podcast. You know, we talk a lot in marketing about your ideal client, but it sounds like mm -hmm. you have also identified your ideal employee. And that's why you have like specific places you are looking for, like our employees gather here uh, in their mm -hmm. off time. So how, how did you work that kind of thing out? Trial and error. <laughs> and and again, yeah. doing things like this, right? Listening to a podcast, listening to other people that have been successful. Even some people, a lot of people, and, and I'll be the first to admit too, there's a lot of people that will talk about the ideas. And one of the peer groups I'm in, they talk about, we don't, we don't idea share, we experience share. You know, in terms of like, everybody has these great bar talks and ideas of like, oh, this is the best way to run a million dollar company or a $10 million company, whatever. And then, but... I mean, in all reality, they're not following their own, you know, they're not practicing what they preach. And, and I'm guilty of that to, a, to an extent. But I think ultimately, like, you know, focusing on, like, again, the target client, understanding who it is. I mean, if people or I'm sorry, the target employee, people who want, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I can go two different ways here. And so I, I guess going in terms of like, one, you got to understand who you need to work for you, right? And for us, it's not going to be somebody that is constantly it, it typically the guys that are always calling looking and just kind of showing up and randomly it sometimes we've had luck but sometimes it's good sometimes it's not it doesn't work really well but i think ultimately what we've found that works is by getting to know the people and and really one of our core values is we do things differently okay so with that being said like we're not i don't really want to push indeed i don't really want to push zip recruiter because at the end of the day a guy in the field is different than someone in the office or different than somebody that's just mowing lawns and you've got to figure out where that is. And so to me, word of mouth is obviously the best, right? I think we, that's on just pretty much all platforms. It, it just has the most yeah. uh, authenticity, I guess. Well, and you're going to end up with when you have someone who's referred to you by someone else, and then you mm -hmm. decide to hire them, there is a built-in thing where that employee knows, this new employee knows that the way that they act is going to reflect on the person who referred them. Right. So if that's a person Absolutely. that they're good friends with, that person is responsible. It's going to like pull their responsibility and reliability up a tier, mm -hmm. even from where it might normally be at work because they can't, you know, screw over this person that helped them. Yeah. If they're, yeah, if they're decent and most, most people. I, so to that point, like, yeah, I mean, we did it the other day, right? We've been, you know, one of my managers is kind of like hesitant to hire like family brothers, but it either works really well in my experience or it really doesn't work well. And so, uh, you know, the biggest thing I've heard in terms of hiring and firing is like hire fast and fire faster, right? And so mm -hmm. 
you know, you, but you have to, you, you got to put them to the gauntlet and different things. But I think in terms of like that person, yeah, there's an unspoken truth or unspoken kind of like, you know, agreement that, Hey, if I put your name out for this job and you start to like, you know, make me look bad, like, even though like we tell them, Hey, this is y'all are two separate people. But at the end of the day, like we want to make sure that we want the best. And that's kind of, so it's, 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 you really got to understand people. And I'm reading a book right now by uh, Jeff Smart called Who. And that's actually a great, a great book. Like I, I say, I'm reading it. I, I do a lot of Audible. So um, yeah, that counts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Cody, if you wanted to share like a, a link or put that in, I'll, I'll confirm that that's exactly the name, right. but it's, I know it's by Jeff Smart. So I just pulled it up. It'll be, it'll be in the notes for sure. Awesome. That's, yeah, I think it'll help a lot of people. I've given it to my uh, director of employee success. I've given it to her. She does all of her hiring, onboarding, and stuff. But, but anyway, so in terms of that particular person, you know, you, uh, like I said, you got to figure out who you want, uh, who works for you, and, and a lot of that's trial and error, right? I mean, I, I talked to a guy the other day that he's he's literally a shop across from me, and you know, they're probably a, know, a tenth of the size we are, and we're not huge by any means. Like, I know we're near where I want to be, but we've dealt with some of that. And he's like, you know, we're hiring a second or third guy. And he's like, man, I just did some that, this and that. And I was like, you know, my opinion, this take it for what it's worth is especially the smaller guys, the guys are at that, you know, 400 to 500 to a million dollar mark, even below somewhere in that range. You know, it is, you're still learning, you're still hiring stuff. But what I found that worked and I wish I would have learned it sooner was one, you got to know your numbers, right? Mm-hmm. In the business. So you can know that you can afford to pay these guys. But two, is you need to get people that you can count on. And I found that it's a little bit of a cheat, you know, where you, you I mean, you intentionally pay them, you know, 15, 20% more than the next guy, as long as you're pricing, right? That is very important, but you're going to get those guys and you got it same thing, but you still have to weed them out. You still have to figure out, is this guy good? Yeah. And so there's no, there's no quick, easy way to do it. But I think if you just do that to at least get them in there and then you're building the culture and everything around them, then you create, an environment where they want to stick around. And, and again, this is work. We're here more than 40, 50 hours a week. Let's make it fun too. But I think if you do that, those guys will stick around. And so can we, can we dive in on something you said a second ago? A minute ago, you said hire fast, fire faster. Can we talk about what that looks like? Cause I have not talked to anyone yet about like letting people go when you realize they're not a good fit. Can, so can you talk about the, the fire faster portion of that? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'd love to. It's it's the hardest thing, and it's one of those things that I'd probably say that I I, I think we've gotten a lot better about practicing what we preach, but mm-hmm. there's some standardization to it. But yeah, it's the fact is is like let's be honest. If you really step back and you're in the business, whether you're it's a lawn care, you know, a home cleaning, or, or you know, some technology company, you know, when you hire that employee, typically that first week, maybe even two weeks, you're gonna know like, man, this guy's gonna work or this guy's not, you know, and. That's where you, you obviously, I always try not to make an emotional decision. You know, the, mm-hmm. the larger and the more we've grown, we try to be more analytical about it. But at the same time, there's some standardization. And you, I mean, you know, you got to trust your instinct. I mean, that's what's got you this far. And so when it comes time, and I will say there's probably been two times in my entire career of this, which has been almost going on 10 years. You know, we've right now we're, you know, we'll probably some point this year, we'll have the 25 to, you know, maybe 30 employees. That's our goal. And, with that being said, like I want to say that there's probably only been maybe one or two times that I felt like, man, I probably fired that guy a little too fast, and I didn't like the feeling it gave me. But everybody else, it is like a breath of fresh air, and you're freaking out, like, oh my god, how I'm gonna, 
I'm going to run the business if I let this guy go. And I told, and I, I told my uh, production manager the other day, I said, you know, I said, think of it this way. Because some people, they want to fire when it, it's good for them as a company, right? Well, yeah, that's the perfect story. But how often do you have guys that are not good because you didn't spend the time to get the right person, go through the ringer and, you know, put them through that, you know, the gauntlet, as you call it, or whatever you want to say, the funnel, the filter, whatever. And how many times did that, you know, that person has just, you know, dropped the ball and they just leave, you know, a week, two weeks and leave behind dry when you expected this thing to work. Well, I would rather, if you are sticking to your, you know, being consistent on hiring and firing, I'd rather fire them on my terms. And yes, if I know that it's going to put me in a bad spot, okay, maybe I should be hiring and looking at a really pushing new hires and stuff beforehand. But at the end of the day, what I told my production manager the other day was like, imagine out of all the times that we've been left in the, you know, in the dark, in the corner, basically, because somebody just left us hanging that we thought was going to be good. Imagine if we could cut that in half, you know, I'd be willing to say that's probably cost us 20 to 30 days, like last year. Imagine if we followed our rule one, making sure you put them through the filter, do your, do your best, you know, to hire the right person first, but there's no perfection. There's no perfect way, right? People are really good at selling themselves, especially when they're talking about themselves. I know I can be, but, um, you know, I think ultimately that's number one. Number two is going to be the fact that, you know, you have to trust your instinct, but mm-hmm. you know, really, if you could do it on your own terms and you say, you know what, like, you showed up late today and you know it's going to put you in a bad spot. But guess what? You're going to set an example pretty fast. You know, you don't have to be unprofessional. You can be very presentable. You know, I wouldn't suggest firing somebody in front of anybody, but let's say you're having a morning team meeting, they're coming in 15 minutes late. First day for us, like, dude, go home. Even though you know, man, I need that guy. But I promise you, that one guy and you doing it on your term is going to one, set an example. Two, it should set an example for him, or you're going to find out really fast that man, he's this isn't going to work, and you can already yeah. go the next direction. Now, with that being said, by doing so, with that example you're making amongst everybody else, you might take that what I just said thirty days of like you know loss last year because somebody else they they quit on their terms. I'd be willing to bet that it's going to knock it down to less than ten, right? And yeah, it sucks at first, but man, again, we're playing the long game here. And I yeah. think that a lot of people are, uh, they, you know, so it's a quote that I told Natalie, my employee, you know, she's our director of employee success, basically HR. This morning I said, it was a quote by me. And, you know, so she was giving me, giving me crap about it, thinking it was, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so philosophical. But it said, stop fixing, start preventing. Meaning that don't just fix the problem now. Like, let's play the long game and let's like, let's start making sure we're putting yes. these processes and follow them. I mean, it's the whole, you know, same thing of, Teach a man how to fish, you know, he'll eat for life, you know, give a man a fish, eat for a day. And, and that's, I think, also important. And, and it's tough, you know, we'll all agree that and I'm not perfect at it, but I mean, people say, oh, I can't find people. I hate, I hate hearing that more than anything because yeah. look at Amazon, look at the big ones, right? Yes, they have a lot more money. Okay, whatever. But there's also things that people don't like about them, which is why there's people out yeah. there for you. And, but they're doing it. They're not, they don't have, yeah, man. This is Amy saying if, stuff, but they're doing it. <laughs> you know, I would be running the, like the geotargeting ads that you're running mm-hmm. on where potential employees gather. Right if you've got an Amazon warehouse in your area, <laughs> they don't air condition those warehouses. Like the people that work there are busting their asses to get things mm-hmm. done. 
they would yeah. love to come work at your uh, lawn care or landscaping company where, you know, it's only a hundred degrees outside in the summer because <laughs> those warehouses get real yeah. hot and, and it is, they say it's chilled air. Quotas. That's like 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would be using the strategy that Chad was talking about to, to target places, you know, hard workers are gathering and they're getting paid well, but they're, they're paying for it. Right. Cause yeah. it's, it's yeah. a hard place to work. And if you know that, you know, where you're going to have people working is difficult, but you also have like a company culture. I know how much effort Chad puts in to the team at CLC so that they feel valued they're you know taken care of yep. and so it's a much better place to work than an amazon warehouse yeah and and i think that you know i've actually personally not you know to change the subject on that but i, I personally have toured an amazon warehouse and it's funny because people were you know people back uh, this is this is probably right before covid and it which by the way is amazing so if they ever open it up i don't know if they do now anymore but touring the the automation of the facilities it's amazing but anyways mm -hmm. it's really not as bad as people think however it is one of those things that's very monotonous, right? And so to yeah. me, what I would suggest on those ads is finding the pain point, right? Okay, well, if they're making $17 an hour here, I know just us personally, like we're starting at about 19 for like just a base starting for like landscape. Now, again, we got to hold them accountable, but we started that. So that's one, we know we're higher. Number two is, you know, you can say, or you, you know, you basically hit pain points, right? And we can agree in any kind of marketing. Mm -hmm. You sell on pain points. Typic, in my opinion, what we've seen is get, Better, like so. I'll give you an example. We we just did a we're doing a pretty good campaign, right? We got all the you know digital stuff and all that, you know whatnot, Facebook and Target, whatever. But we started doing the, a true campaign, in my opinion, is going to be like so. Now we've got the nine around door hangers. This is for mowing clients, right? So, but then we did yard signs, and we went to every neighborhood that we serviced, and I we have three different yard signs. One we're tracking them, and which I want to touch on that point about employee hiring here in a little bit, but. So we are tracking them. We use a thing called What Converts. It's an app that you can, you know, different phone numbers, QR codes, whatever forms. You, you just know where that, that lead came from, right? So anyways, we put that by mailboxes. So we have a single flyer. In it, but going back on like hitting a pain point, right? One of my targeting signs is for lawn care. It says simple, effortless, consistent lawn care. That's all it says on the sign. And then a sign next to it has a big QR code with a, you know, phone number. And then... There's another sign that has all that just on one particular sign. And then we had a sign that we did was all white. It looks like those, you know, hey, we buy houses signs, you know, so we just took a Sharpie. We intentionally got it printed that way with a different phone number. And surprisingly, those are actually working better, I guess, if people want oh, that's like, cool. a local guy. It, it's crazy. Yeah. It was it was kind of surprising. But uh and so but my point is is like we kept it very, very simple, straight to the point. But like we've even thought to this point now, I was like, man, I, I kind of want to put like $200 a day, you know, I don't, I haven't really figured out any good taglines yet for like the landscape industry, like what, what really is going to incentivize them, but having that literally sticking a post right out in front of the exit point of, of, uh, Amazon or UPS or, you know, these places where the people, you know, granted, I know a couple guys at UPS and they make pretty good money. They work their butt off, but they do pretty well. But you know, finding those places where they hang out, gas stations, right. And to that point, you're going to run into people saying, Hey, you can't put signs here. We've already had to deal with that. I just, I ordered enough to keep putting them. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we, we have our, girls in the office, they go out like every week and they're just checking them. But, but that, that's one thing, right? Selling around the pain point and, and getting, getting the point across really, 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 really fast. They, they either want you or they don't. Yeah. The other thing I saw, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this. I know Cody, I know you know, uh, Jacob Godar with Scooter Lawn oh, Care. Yeah. Um, I know you know him real well. I think that's actually how we met. 
Um, I think you're actually the first Tesla that I've ever ridden in <laughs> a while back oh, when we yeah, went to yeah. lunch one day. So, but, but so he, uh, I saw his video a couple years ago, him and uh, Zoe is one of the manager up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they, uh, they did a, like, you know, kind of a video about um, employee about trying to, you know, get new employees. And they said, do you love, or do you hate sweating? Well, they we're probably not for you. Do you hate yes. like getting dirty? They we're probably not for you, you know? And like, it was just a, again, going back to being different and standing out. It was just, all they did was flip it upside down. And I loved it. Right. I mean, uh, granted, maybe because my mind works more on the business side and, and you got to like think of how your employees think, but you know, not that they're better or worse. It's just the fact of you got to get in front of their eyes. Right. And so yeah. um, it's a, it's a like yeah. tongue in cheek yeah. invitation because what you're really saying is, do you like getting your hands dirty? Do you like being out? getting sweaty like you're you're spelling out all the things that are part of this job that some people are like no i don't want that and some people are like yeah that's where i thrive or Uh, they'll say do you hate having a really really fun like team to work with every day you know (laughs) and then we're not you know what i mean so it's like you you throw the good and the positives in a negative way and it's but but yeah so it's just twisting it right Mm -hmm. you know we do the same thing for we're kind of briefly on this in terms of, I know you know want to kind of focus on the landscape, but for our lawn care, we're we're doing a little different. We're we're we we're I'm lucky enough to our office is five minutes away from Texas State University and mm-hmm. there's like forty thousand students, right? And so to me, my personal opinion in a residential setting, we just do mobile blow and go kind of, you know, whatever. We have found that we're gonna really push the part time model where they still work a full day, but they can work one, two days a week. Uh, I mean, if they want to work Saturday, Sunday, whatever. But what we've done is the same thing with geofences right on top of the university, right on top of the apartment complexes. And yep. we're on pay for performance for those. So we'll say, hey, make up to $200 a day, hate working nights, hate working retail, or like we have the Outland Mall. Everybody either works at the Outland Mall, you work at the bar, right? And so it's like, you want your nights back? Do you hate the Outland Mall or whatever? And again, those are those pain points because I know the students around here, that's where they go. And it's it's finding those to get their attention, right? Because for us, lawn care, I mean, it, it's simple, right? It's still different in, in, in heavy maintenance, like commercial um, and stuff. It's, it's I think it's a different person in terms of because you're just going all day long. Where ours is, I mean, you do 20 lawns in a day and, and you know, it's 30 to 40% of your time is sitting in a van or driving, you know, which we're trying to, you know, get down on. But that's also why we're on pay for, pay for performance. But point is, is like, you know, finding the right person, you know, and, and in terms of those employees, like we'll go to apartment complexes and we'll ask them, Hey, can we put this flyer up? You know? And again, same thing, very quick to the point, you know, and kind of leads me to one more thing about that is the same reason why me personally, I'm, I'm very, I'm not different than most. I mean, I think people figure it out after a while, but when you start out, you know, everybody wants to list like all their services on the side of their truck or mm-hmm. all their services, like, like just, you know, and you got all this mumbo jumbo and everybody's like, oh, like nobody's actually reading it. I mean, you can get the you know few here and there, but to me on something like that, it's the brand awareness, right? But if I put enough yeah. information of like, Hey, we're hiring this type of person, whatever in enough spots, I mean, you know, throw enough hooks in the sea, you're going to get a bite, you know? And so, but that's why I like to go bold and simple. That's kind of just our, mm-hmm. you know, our MO, I guess on that. But, um, but yeah, like hope, hopefully that kind of helps give some insight on, kind of how we target who we want, you know, but it, it, there's just no easy answers for that. I did. I wanted to kind of mention about the tracking stuff though and understanding like on a, yeah, like a higher level. So we are working on with, it's just a part of it. We're going, we're in handling a uh, software transition right now from, you know, one CRM to another. 
And, and with that, it has some integrations with our like, you know, payroll and hiring and recruiting and all that stuff. So it's going to be nice. But anyways, during that process, we're kind of like a couple of things we, we ask and we want to look at is like, okay, like somebody, somebody calls you and says, Hey, I want a job. Okay. That's cool. But if you're not writing that down, I mean, what's the point, right? You, you may not need them right now, but I always say we're not always hiring, but we're always interviewing because there is all, if you really look, you're always going to find a weak link. Unfortunately, I mean, to be honest, right. And it, unfortunately there's just no perfect group of people. I mean, it just, it just doesn't work. Even if there was, that's what I call like, you know, saying I always like to use in the office is better, your best. Right. So if we are, if we think we're really good, well, well, if the, even if you have an amazing team, there is a like hard cap on how much work they can do. So if the business is still yeah. growing, you have to add more people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, but with that is, so let's say people, you know, they come in, you've got to have the stuff coming in. And surprisingly, I really couldn't find anywhere that was like kind of built for the, I mean, I, we found, finally found something. It's just in terms of like, okay, whether it's Indeed, whether it's Craigslist, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, you know, just a word of mouth, somewhere that all goes into one funnel and you have a, a list of everybody who's ever called you looking for a job. And then you have, again, scorecard, you know, of that person, you can track them say yes, maybe no, if you say maybe, well, maybe they go into a, just a, a bucket that says, hey, let's, uh, let's see about maybe giving this guy a job when we're ready. Like, maybe we're not ready right now. But if you find somebody you're like, man, this guy's really good. I don't create a position for him. But you can probably find a spot because sometimes a really good employee will pay for themselves. Well, tenfold, right? It's just, it's hard to jump, right? It's hard to take that leap. You know, I think, but tracking and knowing like, okay, now with that being said, it's just like your CRM or just like a new client coming in. Where did they come from? If you track that and you start looking at it, and again, I, I can start geeking out about analytics, but when you... You know, I think Cody, I think we have talked about it a few times about just the, the data and like how you can go and like I'm sure I've I've ran down a rabbit hole pretty pretty far with you. And so <laughs> I apologize, you know, in the, no. for in the past. But but no, it, it's pretty interesting where when you can start to have the data and you can see that, okay, well, we have X amount of new employees, same way you find our we have X amount of new leads. It cost us this much to put ads, hiring, all that different stuff out. And, you know, and so we know, okay, well, we had, you find your cost per potential employee or cost per lead, whatever, call it cost per internal lead. Then you find, okay, of the ones that have, you know, stayed on, well, what did it cost you to get that employee? You start to find that, but if you can't figure any of that out, if you're not saving any of that data, and it's really not like I can make it hard. I'm, I'm guilty. I can make it harder than it, everything harder than it needs to be. So I'm, I'm the king of that. <laughs> but it's really not that hard as long as you do it. And I think consistency is everything, you know, you know, if you don't do it, then what's the point, you know? And, and I think knowing that then you kind of know what works and what doesn't. It's the same thing with those signs I was talking about. It's the reason why we have three different signs. And now I'm finding out that this white sign that has looked like Sharpie ink is performing three to one out of anything else, you know? That's and awesome. so it tells you, yeah, I mean, but I would never know that. I would think because my thought is like, hey, this big green, nice sign that matches our logo and all that stuff is going to be what's going to work, you know. But I was like, well, let's try this one also because I see them everywhere. Obviously, if, if you know you're always doing it, then it's got to be something a little different. And so we try it, and here they are. Like it's proving my emotion wrong of my, of my thought, but by the analytics, right? And, and again, I mean, you yeah. trust it. And so, but if you're not tracking it, you can't trust anything because you don't know. Every all your thoughts become emotional, and you know, or just kind of like, ah, I think that's going to work. Well, you know, it's kind of say like, hope is not a strategy. You know what I mean? I hope this is going to yeah. work. Like let's, let's try to know as much as we can 
that this will work. And then it's easier to throw money at it. I mean, Cody, you could probably talk. I know I'm sure you've talked plenty on this podcast. It's like, you know, like Google and pay per click and all that stuff. If you know, if you know that it's like, hey, your cost per lead is going down, your cost per client is going down, whatever. Well, hell, but it, you're still getting the same amount. Let's, let's double down on that, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. With yeah, if it is, if it is a machine that you can put one quarter in and get two quarters out, you'd stand there all day doubling your money. <laughs> I'd, I'd hire three other people doing the same thing. <laughs> Chad, I just wanted to thank you so much for mm -hmm. coming on the show. And we, Absolutely. I mean, obviously you have lots of wisdom to give out. So we will have you back in the future to talk about some other stuff. We can, now that I, now that I'm reminded that you are an analytics nerd, we're, we're going to get you back to talk <laughs> some marketing analytics in the future yeah, to help people evaluate success of campaigns. But if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to give us a like, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people find the show and spreads the word. And Robert is not here with us. So I would be amiss if I didn't say his catchphrase. Um, make sure to grow your business at light speed. Chad, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Cody.